Hi everyone, producer Jason here back in frigid New York City with a special episode for you all. Chelsea and Robert are out in significantly warmer Scottsdale, Arizona for CARE US's Leadership Summit, which included three days, 60 hours, 20 sessions, and 108 CARE leaders aligning on the vision and mission of the agency. And they have sent me a lively conversation between Michael Epstein, CARE US CEO, and Dentsu Aegis Network CEO of the Americas, Nick Bryan wherein they discuss winning in the digital economy and the Dentsu Aegis Network transformation. So please enjoy this directly from the 2019 CARA Leadership Summit. CARA Leadership Summit, how's it all going for everybody? Good, good. We've had some good sessions. Good. All right, for starters, Nick, I think you joined the organization in July 2018. I did. That's exactly right. right. And I know that you've worked, as I said, several of the holding companies as well as on the publisher side. What have you found to be the biggest difference between our network and some of the other places that you worked at? The first thing that comes to mind is the entrepreneurship. There's a very big difference between an organization that has a unique fusion of being owned by a very large and successful Japanese conglomerate called Dentsu, which is the leading brand marketing and and communications business in Japan. And it has been acquiring leading assets and businesses that it could build out its global platform and really allowed those businesses to thrive and develop themselves within this emerging force. It's a very entrepreneurial culture. I think the second thing is that the direction of travel is about having the businesses that are expert, this real competitiveness to be the best that we can be, to really be the best, to always be in that top right-hand quadrant, Uh, whether we were talking about CRM, whether we're talking about content, whether we're talking about media, whether we're talking... That sensibility leads us to want to demonstrate that we can work with the world's leading marketeers and the leading clients. And I think the third big difference is what's emerging now. It's all about context. In the same way, when we think about communications, communications is the content, the contact, and the context. Increasingly, context is king. And I'm not talking about just time of day, location. I'm talking about contextual impact of the way people use media in a highly personalized and intelligent way. It's the same thing for business in general. So the media, you are able to work in context. We're able to start to aggregate our capabilities together for a value proposition to our clients, which is the how we help our clients win, keep, and grow their best customers. We're not just in the business of acquisition of a lowest price. We're not just in the business of CRM and retaining. We're in the business of making sure that we can drive significant growth and value by aggregating and integrating our capabilities better. So I'm very excited about that. That's a big difference versus all the other holding companies I work for, and even the publisher world. I mean, when I worked at Hearst, I enjoyed those three years. It's a huge organization. It's got many different aspects but they never come together. So you never, you never have that opportunity to say, how is a whole greater than the sum of the parts? How is a whole greater than the sum of the parts? How do we all work together? How do you work in context 
with your colleagues, uh, McGarry Bowne on the creative side, uh, Merkel when it comes to CRM and promotion, when it comes to M1 and utilising M1, that we can really demonstrate in our thought and creativity that identity trumps anonymity every single time. So those are the three big differences. You have a lot of Cara client leads in here. What advice do you have for them? How can you help them to navigate our ecosystem? I think uh, there's, there's a couple of things I'd say. Um, first of all, the power of media is my first love. I started a very long time ago for any of you born as a time buyer. I bought airtime. Then I became a media plan. I really wanted to understand about that. And then when I was 24, 25, I think, I set up a media business with, with a guy called Jerry Bullman. Some of you <laughs> might know. And we went out on our own. And in fact, our first big client outside of Bass Brewers was... Not a bad client to have, but... It was lovely. Uh, it was the equivalent of ABI. And the, and the next big one was Disney. And it was fascinating because our, we were always focused on demonstrating impact, demonstrating the accountability, the value of media in a highly creative way. We always took a view, I took it very early, and I think it's, it's even more important today that media needs to be planned, thought about, created, and imagined, not just through the lens of products and services, but through the lens of the consumer. You've got the opportunity with modern-day media for it to be so personalized and so intelligent and so authentic that it becomes part of the brand experience. Of course, I understand the world's very heavily programmatic and, and so much, but we, it is so much more than just the delivery of messages. It is so strategic in terms of how we engage. I mean, it's as simple as that. People say, oh, you work in the advertising business. I don't work in the advertising business. I work in the engagement business. The only reason you ever took an ad was in the belief I'd actually impact you emotionally that you take a behavior. So we're in the engagement business, and the first port of call where anyone comes into contact with any message, any content, any experience is through the media. And I just want us to always be championing. Cara has been doing that internally and externally. Yeah. Keep championing it, but keep understanding the context in which you're working. We have many of our clients who just want us to work exclusively in the media. Some are, uh, is mainstream media and the, and the digital media, some and the performance media. Some are obviously extending through into, into conversion, into, in, in, into e-commerce. And I just think we've always got the opportunity to think about how we tie things together. Cara leads. How can we make this really personal? How can we use the power? And it is M1. It's more than M1, but it is M1 to lead that light, which is how are we using the power of identity and the insight and the knowledge to create more meaningful, more impactful experiences through media? Media is context. It's not just delivery. I know. I don't think the big challenge today is actually a media or a channel challenge. It's a content challenge. Agreed. How do we create, sequence, distribute, optimize content? And you can't do that in isolation of the media partnership. Agreed. So I just think it's for all of us to look to ensure that any time you feel that the media contribution is being dumbed down and it's all about just efficiency and it's not about the strategic effectiveness and it's not about the context being at its fullest, you have to really fight against that. You've brought up M1 a couple of times. 
What are the plans around that to, if you will, supercharge that to make it easier for these guys to bring it? Well, to we have made a huge investment in that. And Tim Spengler, I hired in someone who was a, a very deep and established media expert at a very senior level to understand how to bring this into context. Huge investment and focus, because also a lot of this was about us deciding that M1 was going to be, and it is, Obviously, the power for any of our clients and any of you is when you're working with identity and real known individuals, not cookies, not proxies. But then again, around the world, we've been now dealing with a changing legal and privacy situation. No one anticipated what GDPR was really going to manifest itself. No one really knows because how it manifests itself in Greece or Spain is different to Germany. And, And look what's going on in California. So this whole concept, bless you, of data user data, how we use it, is going to be an ongoing challenge and a responsibility that we need to demonstrate on behalf of our clients that we're really smart about it. So we're going to continue to invest, keep seeking to leverage it, understand it, and not just for brands. Here's the other thing. I think too many businesses in answer, they talk about the brand and the consumer. We don't spend enough time talking about the category and the customer. And I think ultimately... There's more dynamics in a category and category insight. And when I think about segments and I think of audiences, we need to anticipate that the biggest challenge we have from going from audiences, anonymous audiences, to true individual and people-based marketing is we move from funnels to journeys. And now we're talking about someone's individual journey. And your journey in a category is different to mine. You care about cars? I don't care. I obsess about coffee. You don't give a shit. You're going to buy the cheapest. Right? We all navigate. So you can't... You can't... I'm on personal. Decaf, by the way. No, but you know what? It's not... And it's, so you can't make a judgment about an individual. And I just think we need to use the power of this identity to understand those journeys and how we orchestrate communications and experiences. This is the other thing I think I want you to really think about as well, is to what degree we're thinking about media, because it's easier to think about analog media above funnel, but when we're thinking about digital... Suddenly, digital, all things digital aren't just about message delivery. All things digital becomes experience. It can be message delivery or it could be really unbelievable experiences. And think about the speed that you all enjoy working with Amazon, that you click, you buy. I mean, the whole click-to-buy phenomenon is just going to speed up. So in a way, what is media? Media is marketing. Media is mattering. Media is becoming really personal. Watch Disney start to take on Netflix and start to go into the streaming services. These new experiences are saying that the old-fashioned approach to the way the big networks and I think cable have approached their users, their people, has been really lazy. And people are leaving. It's like, when are we ever going to choose to take a yellow taxi in Manhattan when you've got used to Uber? You're not going back. Crawling out of the backseat like a doggy, falling onto the street. (laughs) Forget it. You're not going backwards. And I think now consumers, they're starting to get their own personalised experiences, how they want, they pay for what they get, and we need to ensure our brands are involved, not in an interruptive, spammy, annoying way. That's what I want you to think about. It's not just about targeting. It's not just about reaching you. It's how I engage you. And how do we start to shift? And how is media's contribution to really starting to ensure that we are not that uninvited, spammy, annoying dinner guest to someone that you're going to say, wow, you're going to actually become part of my experience. You're going to become something I want to integrate into my life because it's good stuff. How do we become good stuff? 
Are we going to make an investment in the dynamic content space? Yeah, we are. Absolutely. We are looking to design, build. How do you start to think about the power of that big story? And you have to tell it a thousand ways or a million ways. You know, we're not going to do that without technology, systems, and data capabilities. That's the future of creativity 2.0. When I think about storytelling, that is really fueled by data and tech-enabled. That's where we're going. So watch this space. What career advice would you give to the group that's here? You have to remember that relationships matter. Relationships count. Relationships are really important. You think Jerry Bowman came back to me after 30 years to have another rodeo, right? I hadn't seen him for a very long time, but we always bumped into each other. We even competed. Mother, did we compete on General Motors, and he beat me. I didn't talk to him for a year after that. (laughs) But we always had a very strong professional respect. So I think you always have to remember when you're thinking about your careers that it's always important to be very, very, very respectful and supportive for all those around you. Number two, grow. Keep growing. I think everyone knows that. You might not know how to grow. And I think one of the ways that you grow is you're always curious. You're always inquisitive. You're always asking questions. You're always asking how and why. And you're very fortunate. All of you are very fortunate as leaders because you're working in an industry that's moving so fast. It's changing so quickly. Technology changes everything, consumer behavior. I mean, we're in a very dynamic. I mean, we have got our finger on the pulse of popular culture with the brands and the leading brands we're working with you think about some of these iconic businesses so always think about how you accelerate your personal growth a lot of that is about the people that obviously you're going to be with and you can find but lean in and speak up to that and the third is be a problem solver because I do find that those who really do well as leaders appreciate that life isn't black and white. It is gray. There is a lot of gray. And there's a lot of stuff that is going to go wrong, a lot of stuff that you won't own, and a lot of stuff that's going to start to go wrong around you, whatever. Lean in and try and help. Don't try and change other people. You have to appreciate what your responsibilities are, but be a problem solver. That's it. You know what? And also, love what you do. I don't see the point of people doing what they're not really enjoying. Doug and I were just talking about it earlier. I mean, this, you know, society and schools focus a lot of time on focusing on trying to resolve your weaknesses. Don't bother. Understand them, appreciate them, because they're obviously self-awareness and self-regulation, but double down on your strengths. So if you love this business, appreciate that it is a technical business, especially the media side of it, is very technical. There's a lot of complexity, but we're all in context. Everything we're doing has a contextual element. And the one thing to succeed at Dan, let me say this is going to be very important. You're going to see us wanting to make sure, and I'm working very hard, to make sure that we can demonstrate that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We are in the business of services and solutions. We're in the business no longer of just individual isolated marketing services. I want to run a three Michelin star restaurant. I want to invite Emmanuel to El Bulli. Now, will we have a high-end supermarket that sells the ingredients in the individual pieces? Of course we will. I'm not going to be utopian about it, but we will make a choice, and our choice and our professional point of view is that the integrated marketing solutions will drive transformation faster. Business transformation, transformation through integration. So appreciate that, and as you see Dan and Densu start to become more that way and hear about that more and we communicate that more, just lean in. Just lean in. 
I am so passionate. I've worked in every other aspect of this industry. The only part I haven't moved on yet is client side. That will come one day. But I started in media. My first love is media. I've made media businesses. I adore this business. It's right out there at the tip of the spear. It's the most awesome part of the industry but it's part of a bigger industry. And I hope you really lean into that and enjoy that. And also you develop your careers here with us at the Dense Regis Network. And I know the media business is a very tough business because you have to be the smartest and most strategic when it comes to ideas and creativity. And you have to execute. And you have to buy it. And you have to deliver. And you have to deliver those accountabilities day in, day out. It's a very, very hard job. And I thank you all for your hard work. He's not bashful. Don't be afraid to ask him questions in the break. Thank you for giving a listen. If you like this, you can find The Human Element anywhere you find your podcasts. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. Every little bit helps. We'll be back next week with more humanity in modern marketing.